By the time you hear this podcast, the bottom would have dropped out. My toes are busted. My kitchen says my bread is molded. I got a good job at the dollar store. One foot in the hole, one foot getting people with a broken mirror and a blown out speaker. And I ain't got much else to lose. I'm faded, flat busted, been jaded, I've been dusted. I know that I've seen better days. One foot in By the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with another episode. As we dream up to some Citizen King. I remember I heard that song on, um, it was some show on the USA Network. It was like a late night show or something. Somebody used to have a late night show on USA. Was it farmclub.com? I think that was that it. was that was my joint back then. I they had all the artists on there. Matt Penfield was one of the hosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah FarmClub.com. They had they were on there. Incubus, Seven Dust, Godsmack. Um, I think NWA <laughs> with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, they had everybody. U two did a sh- did a set. Like that was the show, and I'm so sad that show is not around anymore. Man. Um, yeah, that was, I don't know how long it lasted, but that was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that show and did you ever watch, uh, reverb on HBO? Oh see that God, show? I loved reverb. Yes. That's where, I, that was, um, the first time I saw brand new immortals live. They were on an episode of that. That was the first I had heard of Coldplay mm. and Remy zero. Okay. Okay. Man, see, we need shows like that, yeah. but now you just have YouTube. Not, yeah, now you have YouTube. Shows yeah. like that probably wouldn't do well anymore. Doing, li- doing shows in which there is live music being played, or just like you had rights to use some concert footage, yeah. <laughs> some good concert footage, you don't see those shows anymore. Yeah, so yeah, they had 98 Degrees. Um, on Farm Club? Yeah, at the drive-in. and you at know the drive-in. The tra- I yeah. saw it at the drive-in on Reverb, too. Bone Thugs, Bloodhound Gang, <laughs> uh, Cypress Hill, D12. Wow, D12. D12. <laughs> yeah, just corn. So, like, basically anyone, they they would have anyone on there. Any, looks any like. band who was hot. Oh, yeah, I saw Nickelback on there, too. This was before Nickelback got big. So they were playing <laughs> Leader of Men. Yeah, they played Leader of Men. I remember, uh, what was the... What was the rock station in Augusta? I think it was like, it wasn't 99X because that was more Atlanta, right? Yeah, 99X is Atlanta. Um, or just I, really any station. They'll put X behind it, like 107X, something X. Yeah. I think it was like 95 something. Yeah. 
because uh, I because I know with ninety nine it was Kicks ninety nine that was the country station in Augusta. Hmm. Um, light ninety. See, I see people. I, I I've said I don't <clears throat> listen to the radio anymore, but I used to a lot. I knew like all the radio stations. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, <laughs> dynamite hack. <laughs> <laughs> The show you. Oh, I'll say. Okay, the host Ali Landry. Okay. Um, the, was that the former Miss? Uh, the, the former Miss Mario Lopez. Yeah, and Matt Penfield, and the Beat Junkies. Hmm. They might have been DJs. Yeah, but that was yeah. That was back when you could do that. <laughs> that was back when, like that Pepsi Live. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that anymore though. Nope. It, it happens in other countries. Well, yeah. Like, well, they I know care with, about um, it. Yeah. Um, at at the radio station, there what we did have a client to where she um she played Bollywood music like or pop music from India, hmm. and they have something called Coke Studio. Mm-hmm. It was Coca Cola sponsored the 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 segment, and yeah. it was people. It was basically like MTV Unplugged, nice, but Bollywood. Okay, well, I know later with Jules Holland, I think still goes. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's an audience, just not in America. <laughs> As it tends to go. Yeah, I didn't know Jules Holland was a musician. Yeah, he played in... Um, uh, Squeeze. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, thank you everyone for listening and downloading so far. Um, if you want to tell someone where they can find us, um, tell you can tell them about the Facebook page if you're watching us on Facebook Live right now. Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. We also have a website, by the time you hear this dot com, which... Uh, is in the uh, in the midst of being updated, and uh, if you uh, the website and the Facebook URL spelled with the word you y o u, and if you want to get with us on Instagram, we're on there at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes, yes, very upstanding. But we're not under investigation at this point. I don't know if I want to be upstanding to him. I. I it, it doesn't matter it if you're standing or not. Doesn't matter. Nope. Mm-mm. Because he doesn't understand. Nope. And he, does he not. doesn't want to. Mm-mm. But anyway. Yeah. That is the same spelling for our <laughs> email address by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we will play your music at no charge. Mm-hmm. We, we're not like, uh, was it Alan Freed? Yeah. We're not him. Well, see the thing with him, like he started a record label and started playing his record label's music <laughs> on his radio show. Mm-hmm. That is the conflict of interest, interest yes. that uh, America does not want to see. Alan Freed was, in fact, not freed. <laughs> I'm stop with him. It'd be like if today DJ Khaled also had a radio show. <laughs> and I could totally see DJ Khaled doing that too. He just play. He just plays. I'm the one. <laughs> Just and no the, brainer all day long. After every song, <laughs> DJ Khaled here on the one and two. <laughs> We're the best. We the best. We the best radio. <laughs> we the best radio station. And then just, I'm the one. Yeah. Here's the throw in. All I do is win every now and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he'll throw in uh, um, the key, I got the keys. Mm-hmm. Maybe we taking over. Yeah. Just the hits. Just the hits. <laughs> Yes. Um, and if you want to listen to us on the go, you know, have your earbuds in when you're on the train or to avoid uh, the annoying co-worker, 
um, who's always seems to be walking up to you all the time. And they're just trying to catch you one time without mm-hmm. your earbuds in so they can talk about what they saw in Love and Hip Hop last night. <laughs> but you can listen to us on the go on your mobile device. If you have an iPhone, we're on the Apple Podcast app, a.k.a. iTunes. If you have an Android phone, we are on the Google Music app. That's where the podcasts are. And we are also on TuneIn Radio, Overcast, CastBox, Auto Radio, Satchel Podcast Player, and any other podcast aggregate app. I did find another one called Play.fm, and we were on there. Okay. <laughs> so Different if you use that, we're on there as well. And uh, you can also find us on ListenNotes.com by searching. Uh, it's a website. It's a search engine for podcast for all the podcasts out there who um, make clear, concise podcast <laughs> notes, uh, depending on your topic, people can search that topic and maybe find your podcast. You could find ours on our last episode. We talked about um, what did we talk about our last episode? Yeah. Let me check. <laughs> it's been so long. We've been doing this so sporadically. <laughs> yeah. We forget. I know it was episode ninety. Uh, uh yes. How could I forget? Oh, Diane Warren. Diane Warren. Yes. Okay. There. So if you go to listennotes.com, type in Diane Warren. Um if there are other podcasts that have since talked about Diane Warren, you might see them first, or you might see us first. Mm-hmm. Who's talking about Diane Warren? I mean, we are, we are but <laughs> others should be. That's what yes. we're saying. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the music news segment of our podcast. So, um, uh, Sam Smith has caught it this weekend, man. And um, I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, what we can do here, since we have the power of video... <laughs> Uh, video. We're going to play some audio here from uh, this is from ET Canada. That that exists. That's the thing. Yeah. Entertainment Tonight Canada. Eh. Uh, so this is what they had to say. Sam Smith was hanging out on a boat with Adam Lambert <coughs> and then the Michael Jackson song Human Nature came on. Adam posted Sam's reaction on Instagram. Uh, he has since removed the audio of what Sam says, but we found the original. Here is Sam's reaction to Michael Jackson. I don't like Michael Jackson, but this is a good song. Oh. Hold on. It's a five-second clip. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, did you hear what he said? I, yes, I heard what he said. I don't like Michael Jackson, but I like the song. Fine, you can like Human Nature. How... Yeah. Can any musician not like, you don't like Michael Jackson? It's fine to, you cannot like someone, Graham. No. You can. There, like, I'm sorry. That's like, he's like, in terms of modern music, who else has influenced modern music more than Michael Jackson? I mean, here we go. This this might be a facts and opinions thing, right? Like, you can. All look right, so. I hope I never get famous and someone films me saying I don't like the Beatles. <laughs> They might try to hang me. <laughs> if they listen to this podcast, they already know. Like, that's so... Like, who cares? It's not like he People said... care, man. It's not like he said, like, God, I hate Michael Jackson. He is just... He touches kids and he can't dance. It's not like he said that. He just, I don't like Michael Jackson, but I like this song. And that should have been the end of it. That should have been... You know, that's... It's not... 
I don't get it. And they are really coming for this dude, man. Like, they just... Yeah. Um, so, Sam Smith said he didn't like Michael Jackson. Um, he's, not a, he's not a fan of Michael Jackson. But he liked the song Human Nature. Um, which I guess people can't really... They can't really get behind that. Um, you either like Michael Jackson or you don't. Or and if you don't, sad, you better change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, like he's how many years has he been dead? Nine. When was the last time he had an actual hit album? Twenty six years ago. And his fans are still coming. Well, unless <laughs> unless in, Invincible was not a hit. That was not a hit <laughs> album. Was not a hit album. All right, then you got to go back to. Uh, you gotta go back to history. Yeah, and that was kind. That wasn't even like a that was huge like half. That was like half. That was half of greatest hits. Yeah, and then a few new songs on it. And people are still coming for you if you say something unkind about Michael Jackson. But it's kind of like saying that's like, insane. If you don't think that Michael Jordan was a good basketball player, that's how people feel about Michael Jackson. So then I'm that's wondering. How, then that's how people younger than us feel about Beyonce. You know, how you can't say anything bad about Beyonce. But that's the thing. So there's young people on here who are mad at him about Michael Jackson, like on Twitter. <laughs> well, the, those young people understand. This is they just, know what's going on. Just, they, they know how influential Michael Jackson I, is. But I just, his fans, this I, is I crazy. I understand what you're though. saying about the the reaction, like yeah. the the anger. If you don't like Michael Jackson, well. I, I I would want him to elaborate because that mm-hmm. was a five second clip. Exactly, <laughs> I want him to elaborate because they're like, making it seem like what is the where is the appeal lacking for you? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's the turn off, um, or what's the what what is what is there to not like? I'd be curious. And it's hard for people to answer. I think it would be yeah. hard for people to answer that question if they don't if they weren't uh, feeling Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. but. Hey, just that's just how some some people are. I mean, you don't like the Beatles, but you got reasons though. You could listen <laughs> if someone asks Ben why he doesn't like the Beatles. Or Tune in not, this Friday, you'll find out. Yeah, he's not that impressed. <laughs> we have another episode coming this week, so you'll you'll find out about that. Yeah. But Ben could list those reasons for you, and some of them are legit. <laughs> I'd say most they of really them. are. They really are legit. Yeah, I mean, it's not just hating. No, it's not. No, and some people would see Sam Smith as just hating, but maybe he has reasons why mm-hmm. he doesn't like Michael Jackson. Maybe he thinks he wasn't that good of a songwriter, or that he wasn't that good of a singer, or that he can't dance. Which you don't dance, Sam Smith. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying he would. He Say said it, that, yeah. but if he said that, that, he would have. He wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I'd be curious because I think one thing I have not seen and people might not think about. What was Michael Jackson's influence in the UK? That's where he is from. How loved is Michael Jackson in the UK? I th- the influence is, is different because, mm-hmm. um, well, I've mentioned this before. We should do an episode about Top of the Pops. Yeah. Michael Jackson never performed on that show, yeah. I don't believe. But that was, for those who, who don't know about Top of the Pops, that was basically UK's American bandstand Slash Soul Train slash Solid Gold. Yeah, slash Insult, insert, you know. Slash TRL. Yeah, like that was, if you didn't get, and so I have to wonder, like, is there a legion of people over in the UK who just did not get that same exposure? And part of it is that he never performed on the show. That's probably why maybe some people in the UK aren't really, they don't really care. Yeah. 
And so I know Michael Jackson had that worldwide appeal. You know, yeah. he, he was popular everywhere. But like, like everyone around the world should love Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't you know, exposed to him, you as, as far to him. as far as the music goes, mm-hmm. anything personally I, that under, it's understandable mm-hmm. that that that's polarizing. Yeah, but musically. I mean, it, it's hard for me to see, but the thing is, I would want him. I would, I would hear him out as to why. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to just dismiss it as him hating. I wouldn't be surprised if it has to really come down to he just. I've not listened to much of his music. Yeah, and in the UK, um, I, I think I've said this before. They do care more about R and B music. Yeah, and they care more about like, like soul music from the sixties and seventies. Yeah. So I find it funny that his niece. Um, not his nieces. I think it's his nephew, T.J. Jackson. Yeah. Says that um, this is what he says on his Sorry, Twitter. Tito's kids. Sam Smith made a career singing R&B and soul music. So to look into a camera and disregard, which to me, this was a five second clip. Likely didn't know he was being recorded. So it's not yeah, like he like, consciously you, you, was like. You're extrapolating a lot like, from put, these five put a camera seconds. On, put a camera on me, bro. I don't like Michael Jackson, but this song is dope. <laughs> it's like he didn't do that. <laughs> It was just like he flashes the camera around. I don't like Michael Jackson, but this is a good song. So, so look in the camera and disregard one of the pillars of its pillars is ignorant, disrespectful, and arrogant. Everyone has opinions, but at Sam Smith World, don't disparage a soul pioneer when they helped pave the way, which bad grammar, they helped paved the way for you and your music. Then he puts another tweet. Anyone can like anyone they want. What bothers me is Sam Smith is a popular soul artist. So when he looks into any camera, there's a good chance what is said will become public one day. And for him to disrespect any classic soul, Motown, Stax, etc. artists is publicly publicly is arrogant, period. Hashtag respect. And I would I would fire back to TJ Jackson. Um, go talk to the British about soul music. <laughs> like if you really want to get an idea, they just have a deeper appreciation for it. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Michael Jackson and his brand of music, but like, don't, I just would just say this, especially someone who, you know, is basically, I mean, dare I say, maybe the white British embodiment of a Sam Cooke, you might not want to lecture him about Motown Stacks music. You just might not want to. He could probably, he could probably, as Chris Rock said, crush you with his wallet in that movie. He could probably crush you with his knowledge of soul music. Um... Not once again, not insulting because I know, you know, by default, Michael Jackson, like he's not someone that I really and I don't know if you do. He's not someone I really associate with Motown because he got Um, his biggest outside of Motown. That's when he did his best work, I think. Yeah. Like a lot of people like my association with Michael Jackson starts with off the wall. Yeah. When he's working with Quincy Jones. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as if Motown tried it's not like they didn't try to push him as a solo artist but they wanted to have more control over what he sang and you know how he looked and they had him more as a pop artist really if anything they 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 had him as as a as a soul artist but i think they were they 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 were controlling so much i mean like the jackson five left motown because they didn't get to write their own material. Mm-hmm. And like after, I can't remember which album it was, but at a certain point, 
they weren't getting the opportunity to write their own material. Like they had been in studios long enough. They had learned the business mm-hmm. enough to where, okay, now we want, we want to do this for ourselves. Yeah. But Motown wasn't like that. They were, I mean, the, the machine. Yeah. yeah. They are, they are a machine. Like they, Barry Gordy modeled the record company after his, uh, work like an assembly line. Yeah. You do this, you do this, you do this. And, you know, every artist has done, you know, some of the same songs. You know, they did a lot of a lot of covers um, and they weren't getting the opportunity to write their own material. That's what they wanted to do. And then they they Michael Jackson has like four or five solo albums. Yeah. On (laughs) off the wall on Motown. Some of them, he had some good, some singles, yeah. some successful singles, but not a body of work. As like far as his wall. albums on Motown, solo albums on Motown, no one's talking about that. Everyone starts with solo albums, start with Off the Wall. Yeah. And if you don't listen to anything before that, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> so is not many okay. people. <laughs> you probably think it's the Jackson 5 anyway, but yeah. it was Michael by himself. <laughs> but yeah, that's just weird that she would. And then, of course, you know, we were talking about the, I was reading off earlier with Stephanie Mills said, you know, I'm so tired of you people studying our music and studying our artists claiming you don't like our music. Like, you, you extrapolate a lot for five seconds. Why are we making it a race issue, people? We're talking about five seconds. Five <laughs> seconds, if that. <laughs> One sentence. One sentence. <laughs> With a comma. But this song is cool. Like, it's not... If he said it about Beyonce... He would... might get death threats. Yeah. He might get death threats. He probably already got death threats off of this. Hey, this is ridiculous. She called him and said, go sit your one-hit wonder ass down. Since when is Sam Smith a one-hit wonder? He's got at least two. <laughs> he's And he's got an Oscar, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, who is... I don't, this is just... People are making this way bigger than it has to be. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee you, you can tell by the way Sam Smith sings, he knows his soul. If anything, he probably would have followed that up with... I don't like Michael Jackson, but this song is good. Can you put on some Otis Redding? Like, I imagine that would have been... <laughs> some Sam Cooke. Can you put on some Sam Some Cook? Marvin Gaye. Yes. You know, the Motown Sharon. You know, all the black artists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what we should ask him. Like, what do you think of Ed Sheeran? Like, uh, utterly despair. Uh, just, ugh. <laughs> I don't get on this man about nothing. It's It's okay. It's okay. It is okay that he does not like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I am curious, though, why he doesn't. I, I would want to know why, because <laughs> it, it's hard it, It's hard to not... I mean, everyone likes at least... I mean, he likes human nature, so every. I think everybody likes at least one Michael Jackson song. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as... I will, yeah, I would want to hear him out, you know. Before um, I just say that, you before I just <laughs> Before I just totally dismiss him and... Um, you know, gather all this uh, this uh, general opinion about him and his musical taste from one sentence. Yeah, I think that I think it's a little much. Um, but hey, I, I don't know anybody claiming to be Sam Smith fans. All right, that was my fandom coming out right there, but <laughs> doesn't make it any less true. All right, um, before we get to our next topic here. Um, I wanted to look at the uh, hmm. what are you looking at? 
That's me. I... Well, I wanted to get to the uh, the charts here. Okay. Uh, here we go. All right. So I believe number one is still in my feelings by the perpetual Kentucky recruit. Now at its fifth week at number one. Mm-mm-mm. Number two, Girls Like You by Adam and the Levines, featuring love and hip-hop legend Cardi B. Number three, I Like It by love and hip-hop legend Cardi B, featuring Bad Bunny and J Balvin. Debuting at number four, Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. I believe the song also has Kendrick Lamar on it. From his, I'm guessing this is from his latest uh, Astro, from Astro World. Um, <coughs> there's a new challenge coming up. Uh, called Like a Light Challenge because that's part of the song. Oh, God. <laughs> we got to stop with these. We're going to get killed all these challenges. Uh, number five, Fifi by 6 9 Takashi 6 9 featuring Nicki Minaj and Murder Beats. Can we call him Rainbow the Rapper? <laughs> Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright. <laughs> Uh, number six, Better Now by Sirius Malone. Uh, he has broken a record for the most uh, weeks in the top ten on the R&B hip hop albums charts. Uh, break. Uh, he's at seventy-seven weeks in the top ten, breaking the record of seventy-six, which was Thriller. So I hope he doesn't say <laughs> he doesn't like Michael Jackson or. Come out and say like, you know, like hit him ups playing. He's like, oh. I don't like Tupac, but this is a good song. And it's not beer bongs and Bentleys. It's Stony, the album before. Jeez, seventy seven weeks inside the top ten on on the hip hop R&B charts. Yeah, I can hear him saying that here and hit him up like, I don't like Tupac, but this is a good song. <laughs> and everyone just starts I, attacking him. Well, you know, there are a lot of young rappers who don't really care for Tupac. Oh, for real? Mm. Yeah, there are a lot of them out there. Where, where are the people putting on their capes? Everybody <laughs> put that cape on for Michael Jackson. Uh, there was uh, what's his name, Lil Xan, mm-hmm. Lil X A N. He says like, uh, I think I, I don't know if it was like Tupac sucks or oh, he's wow. not feeling Tupac. I don't think it was that strong. Damn, ain't nobody. I think can, it was more like nothing. he's not he's not feeling Tupac, but he he looks like he's like thirteen. So what would he know? <laughs> <laughs> it was before his time. So I mean, you know, can't expect that. Um, number seven, Lucid Dreams by Juice World, uh, the umpteenth song to sample Shape of My Heart <laughs> by Sting. Uh, number eight, Stargazing by Travis Scott. Number nine, Taste by Tyga featuring Offset. So Tyga is back. I know now two songs by Tyga, Taste and Rexy. <laughs> I don't know any other songs by Tyga. And number 10, Boot Up by LMA. Oh, I don't want that to fall. It's falling. I like that song. All right. The Billboard 200. These are the top 10 albums. I'm sure number one is Astro World, and it is by Travis Scott. Number two. You got to. Oh. Is. Um, Get over here. I'm just kidding. Scorpion. Uh, Scorpion (laughs) by the Perpetual Kentucky Recruit. Debuting at number three, Swimming by Mac Miller, a.k.a. Larry Fisherman. Is that his real name? It's his Instagram handle. Oh. I was like, yikes. I could buy Mac Miller, too. I think his name's like Matthew something. 
mm. Miller Ten or something. Miller Ten. Like his is I think his real initials are MM, but his real name is not Mac Miller. That's sad. Um, number three, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Number five, Stay Dangerous by Bompton's Finest, YG. This is Bompton's Number six, Goodbye and Good Riddance by Juice World. Number seven, Invasion of Privacy by loving hip-hop legend Cardi B. Number eight, Question Mark by Tentacion, rest in peace. Number nine, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the soundtrack. And number 10, Still hey. Holding On, Woo. the greatest showman soundtrack. I'm still holding on. <laughs> His name, uh, Mac Miller's real name, um, he is a white Malcolm. Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Don't get that white much. Malcolm. Yep. <laughs> hit, hit up, hit up Amadi. White. And we're gonna go to the uh, artist 100. He released an album. He's got two songs in the top ten. So of course, cool. number one this week is Travis Scott. Number two, the Perpetual Kentucky <laughs> Recruit. Number three. We're still kind of worried about them. Number four, Sirius Malone. Do you take him seriously yet? I guess I got to kind of have to. If he's, <laughs> he's breaking records. Yeah. I, I guess I have to now. Yeah, I got to take him serious. <laughs> Number five, the retired or unretired, possibly 2K legends. We'll see when the game comes out. Drops next month. We'll find <laughs> out. Number six, love and hip hop legend Cardi B. Number seven, Adam and the Levines. Number eight, the most influential artist in black music. Number nine, Larry Fisherman. A.K.A. White Malcolm. <laughs> A.K.A. White Malcolm. <laughs> and number 10, XXXTentacio. Just missing the top 10, the strongest ponytail in the game. <coughs> and uh, she was here uh, Just over the weekend. Ago, yeah. Over the weekend. Yeah, she was here, yeah. Yeah, uh, the fake news of pop music. What's Kenny Chesney doing to get in here in the top 20? Uh, does he have a new song? Uh, not that I know of, but I don't really pay attention to Kenny Chesney, so I don't know. His nickname would be uh, Wannabe Garth Brooks. <laughs> some some of his fans might find that offensive, but from his concerts, he's a wannabe Garth Brooks. Mm. Uh, well, let's go into uh, our other story here. Um so the music industry made a lot of money last year. Yeah. $43 billion, billion with a B. And the artists who put out this music, created this music, made 12% of that. It's not a lot of money. No. Well, I mean, it's a lot of money. It's a lot, but... But for what they're doing, it's not yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So when you hear that number, what is a um, what do you think of? So I still blame the consumer <laughs> because the reason it got this bad. Because honestly, if if I'm if we're being honest, the reason they're not getting that much money is because the music, the higher ups have their hand in everything the artist is doing, and the reason that the art that the higher ups have their hand in everything the artist is doing is because they cannot recoup their finances on record sales alone anymore yeah so they've had to go you know more 360 deals um more publishing deals like they've had to stick their hands everywhere to recoup the amount of money they're spending making you know 
the music, marketing these artists, things like that. Um, and the reason I have to do that is because albums don't sell as well as they used to because we don't buy albums as much as we used to because the internet has given us an easier way to get it, whether it be legal downloading or just streaming via streaming services. So um, this 12% is, I, I still put it on us. Like we had a, back when, you know, downloading first started and you had people like Lars Ulrich, I know everyone hated him for it, but when he came out and said, hey, this is hurting, I don't think people had the, could see far enough to the future to say, oh, this could happen. Because how is like, you know, they say house always wins. The house always wins. The people who are spending the most money, i.e. the record labels, are going to find a way to get, it might take them a little bit longer, you know, but they're going to find a way to eventually come out on top and get their money back. And that's what we're seeing right now is made $43 billion. Okay, we're going to make sure we get the most of it because we spent them. We don't care that you made the product. We spent them. We put the most money into we'll put money behind you. Yeah. So we're going to get that money back. And you know what, what, when did that, what, 20 years ago, roughly when, you know, the Napster fiasco started, I mean, maybe Lars saw it coming or maybe Lars was just like, they're hurting my bottom line right now. But in any case, if you go back 20 years, Lars was right. And, the, and what sucks is the artist is paying for it now. What's interesting though, is uh, this is from hotnewhiphop.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2000, mm-hmm. it was 7%. So this is an upgrade. Yikes. <laughs> um, 12% yeah. is an upgrade? Yeah. So why is this even a story? <laughs> this represents a 12-year peak. Um, so this is this getting? is the highest mm-hmm. since 2006, actually. Wow. Uh, but they said in 2000, it was 7%. I see that now. Wow. Wow. And <laughs> most of the increase, they say, has come from the rise in concerts and live mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. Uh, which off, usually offer a different kind of split from earnings acquired through streaming. So the artist makes more when they tour. Yeah. They get... A little bit when they stream, but to make some money, you got to have somebody, you got to be streaming a lot to even make anything. Uh, Labels and and, uh, artists still aren't making big money from their music being streamed since labels and other industry entities make a considerable dent before the cash even reaches them. So the record companies, the, the labels are making the money off of streaming. So they're not sticking their hands in touring. So I guess 360 deals are not as popular as they were about 10 well, years no, ago. Well, no, because the thing is with, with 360 <laughs> deals, yeah, you may have a label putting money behind you, but it's going to be hard for you to make any. And you, if you are multi-talented, like mm-hmm. if you also act, the record company gets a piece Can't, of that. Yeah. If you do uh, commercials, the the record label gets a piece of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a clothing line, they get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. So the 360 deal was like, you only signed that if you were like totally, totally desperate. Yeah, but once you know people started looking at Diddy sideways, <laughs> no one's signing a three sixty deal. Ever Everyone again. should look at Diddy sideways. Well, just in general, yeah. He no ain't had a hit single in how long? Uh, when did Diddy Dirty Money come out? I don't know. <laughs> that was the, as far as a single. He's taking all those people's money. Um. So, yeah, this is from Bjorn Nicholas, who is the co-founder of Tune, is a cryptocurrency-based music streaming service. Mm. He says, currently artists are at the end of the line, 
they get the smallest piece of the pie, even though they're the ones creating the content in any other industry, you typically see much better returns and margins. Mm. And in the article it ends with, if these stats are an improvement, it's no wonder why artists are making a return to an indie route, even after making it big. Yeah. So maybe I was wrong then. I will backtrack. <laughs> if 12% is the, is the high, 7% is the low. But still, like, only 12. <laughs> you still say yeah. only 12%. Yeah. So uh, kids, don't sign the 360 deal. Yeah, don't, don't. Don't, no matter how desperate you get, don't do it. Um, okay, I just had to point this out because I figured that's what, because this guy has twists like mine right now and he was balding uh, before Tyga oh, uh, had his hairline restored so I just wanted to point that out that's a story from this website you get my, <laughs> that was you get my hairline restored mm-hmm. well you've seen the, the hymns ads yeah. is it too late probably I don't know I've been shaving my hair for like three years now so probably um, you know you can get the uh, <laughs> what's funny um, with the lace fronts for men well, yeah, when those exist, you see those. Um, they look weird because, like, real. <laughs> you see someone like like Ben, and then five seconds later, dreadlocks. Like, just come like, on, that's man, too... you're not even trying to fool anybody. I'm telling you, man, that's women, that's female privilege right there, man. They can do that. They can get, they can come in one day with like like neck length hair the next day down to their back. No one says like, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it still reminds me of that Sinbad bit. It's like, if you're bald-headed on Monday, Monday. <laughs> you can't have hair down to your butt on Wednesday. Your dog won't recognize you. Dog's going to be like, almost got you. Um, but I see a lot of women, and I I know if I did yeah. that, I would get some weird looks. Well, so, yeah, if you came in tomorrow with dreadlocks, yeah. Yes. No, even if I came in tomorrow with a hot top fade, people are like, mm. <laughs> You ain't have that yesterday. <laughs> it was the next. You're not even like, it's not even. Gradual. Like yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's got to be gradual, fellas. Come on. Oh, man. But I want a hot top fade now. I want to wait. But you've seen, um, uh, what's funny is that um, we make fun of it with, with black men, but Brian Erlacher, who just went into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. he got hair down. Oh, no. He got hair. Oh no! You can, look, you can Google Brian Erlacher right now. I, I, I don't He's think I've hair. ever seen him with hair before. <laughs> He's got hair. Uh, Wayne Rooney, the soccer player, he got hair now. Brian Erlacher with hair is what comes. <laughs> <up>. See, <laughs> see, wow. And uh, I heard Bramani Jones talk about it. Like the same company that did Brian Erlacher's hair, mm. they approached him. Wow! But he, he's like. I think I, he he was comfortable where he was. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Urlacher. Who's but, next? Jason Statham? <laughs> the world's coming to an end if Jason Statham does it. I bet it's, you it's coming to an end. Some, something is terribly wrong. Someone's probably photoshopped a picture with hair. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> what? You found Jason Statham with hair? Someone just made. <laughs> Oh, that is scary. Oh, that is scary. Oh, that's this one's even better. Oh, that's even better. Oh God, <laughs> that, that's scary. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would fear, I would have fear if I saw Jason Statham with hair. That's I, hilarious. I would, like something is wrong. Like bigger picture, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that will do it for our music news. Um, and uh. 
actually, while I pull it up, uh, Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week? Um, so, um, this is by Lewis Cole featuring, is her name Genevieve? Genevieve. Is that uh, his girlfriend or something? Or are they dating? Or? I know they're in Nowhere together. They're in the, um... Yeah, they're in the yeah, they're in the they're in the band together. I don't know anything um, else. But in any case, um, this is the same guy who does the song. I think everyone's seen it. Bank account. I'm too scared to check my bank account. Yeah, that guy. Um, he has a song called uh, "When You're Ugly," and it's pretty cool. It's a very simple song, actually, which is genius. Um, very catchy. Um, very funny video, which I think Greg's pulling up right now to play. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of been in my head. I've been listening to it a lot. Um, we even did the stupid thing where we talk, we insert our dog's names when you're Sable. People want to talk to you when you're Beckett. No one wants to talk to you. <laughs> That's just what we do. I don't know. That's what I guess dog people do. But yeah, so check it out. All right. So this is When You're Ugly by Lewis Cole featuring <laughs> Genevieve Artadi. I'm just guessing uh, the pronunciation. She looks Middle name. Eastern. She might be. Yeah. She's cute. Um, so check it out and we're going to play the video and we'll be right back
that is When You're Ugly by Lewis Cole from, uh, I believe he has an album coming out. We'll find out. Uh, and then he gets hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I cut it before he got hit by the car. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, he has a it's an it's an album. He has an album called Time, and um, it came out this past Friday. Oh, actually, good so, for Lewis Cole. All right. So yeah, you can check that out and check check out that song along with our others on the BTT YHT Earworms playlist right now. I wonder if he likes Michael Jackson. Probably. I'm good. That's that that should be that's got to be an interview question now for everyone. Deck. Do you like Michael Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's all right. I like Human Nature. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's gonna start. <laughs> and it's like, God, this interview's over. <laughs> All right, so we are giving our one-hit wonders in the year of our Lord, 1999. And, uh, yeah, this is part of our series. Well, I don't know when we'll get to 2017, if they if there are any. If there are seven one-hit wonders that we could think of <laughs> from that year, we might do it. But from 99, there are definitely. We yeah. found some. It was, it was a little difficult to find them, but they're, they're out there. They're out there. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just get into it, man. Yeah. Ben, your first honorable mention. All right. No. Uh, that was a really bad accent. <laughs> that, was, that, was <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> that was so bad. Um, so my first one is a song called Everyone Falls in Love um, by two dance hall artists I've never heard. <laughs> Tanto Metro and Devante. Um great song everyone knows this i feel like everyone has been in if you club hop if you've been at a club you've heard this song play before at least once like even if it's you know 2015 2016 like you've heard it play um and honestly i don't know a ton about this song um i just know that i love it it's a really cool song um i mean do you know much about this song uh, my I have memories of this song. I thought it was on the next Friday soundtrack. <laughs> um, but uh, when I was in ninth grade and tenth grade, uh, this song came on the radio every day on the bus <laughs> when I was on the bus. I could hear that yeah. every single morning. I thought this was Beanie Man. I'm not gonna lie. Like the first time I heard it, I had no idea who sang this song for yeah. several years. Yeah. Um, and I think I only thought it was Beanie Man. It could Man have been Ranks for all I know. I think I only <laughs> thought it was Beanie Man because I heard other songs later with Beanie Man. And then I just says, oh, that's Beanie Man. But, like, it's not, you know. I don't even think I even realized at first he was Jamaican. I, I just, but I love this song. It reminds me of, you know, I don't want to say better days because, I'm you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, man, it was, everything was great back then. But, like, it just, it reminds me of a simpler time, you know, when, you're young. You don't have a lot of responsibilities. Your only responsibility is to go to school and make good grades. That was that was it, you know. And this was just one of those songs that you know just kind of takes you back. Yeah. Um. Well, visually, I thought the 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 taller, skinnier one was the one who was singing, but he's the one rapping. Really? So it's the yeah. short one that's singing? Yeah. Interesting. 
I still want to know where did this uh, see here where did this chart but you know every once in a while like what's funny is that I think we've done this a, a couple of times with um well, I don't. We haven't gotten to Wayne Wonder or Kevin Little yet. Oh, but when we do, <laughs> but there's always that reggae song, or you know that that uh, Caribbean sounding hip hop song that people gravitate to. Yeah, and uh, and then we never hear from that artist again. Kind of like uh, the Baja Men. <laughs> Baja Men. Yeah. Any uh, Kamozi, uh, Shaba Ranks. Uh, Shaggy was able to stick around for a lot longer than we expected. Yeah. <laughs> so it peaked at, good lord, 88. <laughs> it Where was it on the on the hip hop charts? It doesn't show on the hip hop charts. Mm. See, there's more. Man, it, it made it in there by the hair of its. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, for the. For the, I, you would probably you're more likely to, to black people know that song. Yeah, just, just <laughs> black people know that song. There, yeah, and that's okay. If you and if you if are no one else knows it, not a whatever. person of color, and you don't know that song, hopefully we've introduced you to something that you like. Yeah. If not, I get it. It's cool. You know, I'm not going to shame you like T.J. Jackson, Stephanie Mills. I'm not gonna, <laughs> it's like uh, I mean, I like dance hall. I don't like dance hall, but this song's cool. I'm not going to shame you. You know, I'm not nah. going to shame you. We, we wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. Okay, so uh, my first honorable mention. Um, the song was catchy. It was a time where um, I think a lot of turntablists were able to have pop hits um, like Moby. Mm-hmm. And BT and um, Paul Oakenfold. Mm. So this is my my first. People might not think he's a one hit wonder, but as far as charting, this was a hit, and it's really his only one. <laughs> and that is um, Fat Boy Slim, featuring one of the oddest music videos you will ever see. This is uh, Praise You by Fatboy Slim. Yeah, from... Uh, and so I love... It's funny because I always felt, too, like the... Um, I remember when I was when I heard this song, I thought that the title of the single really complimented the name of the album. Yeah. Called Praise You, name of the album. You've come a long way, baby. Like, that's... I was like, that's perfect for this album. It's perfect. Uh, as you see, the, this is the actual music video for the song. The uh, Torrance Community. Okay, Dance I remember Company, now. Uh, Spike Jones. Uh, this is when a lot of people were introduced to Spike Jones. Some people may know him from directing um, the Beastie Boy Sabotage video. Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, Adam Spiegel. Yes, <laughs> professionally known as Spike Jones. Um. But this kind of put this kind of put Spike Jones on the map as a, an artist. Let's say that. I mean, he is a writer and director. But uh, this kind of put him on the map for that. And and then with with uh, with the song itself, 
you know, he was kind of doing what what Fatboy Slim doing kind of the same thing Moby was doing with the the play album, taking some samples and taking just a small sample mm-hmm. and making a song around it and not yeah. really adding having to add any lyrics. Uh, it's repetitive, but it's catchy. And this was in a lot of movies. Yes, for mont- uh, with montages. Yeah, this is the perfect montage song. It was. It was definitely on my favorite soundtrack of all time, "Cruel Intentions." <laughs> it was definitely on that. But I had the CD. Yeah. And I always skip this song. Why? <laughs> I heard it so much. Okay. <laughs> I heard the song so much. I'm trying to think, what else was on like, that album? I skipped it. But I had the album. You've come a long way, baby. I had Rockefeller Skank was on there. Okay. Yeah. This the You've Come a Long Way Baby is I think the album's good for what it for what it was. Like it's hard to sell something like that. Yeah. To where it's music but it's it's dance music, but it, it's kind of it's done from a like kind of a different perspective. Yeah. It's not necessarily EDM. Well, I mean, I think a lot of like artists like him and Moby, so especially with a music video like this one, and then thinking of the other one, the Weapon of Choice, would have played very well in this era because of like something like this goes viral. Yeah, that goes viral, and the song blows up, and probably is even bigger than it was. Yeah, back then, if it's, this was made in the age of YouTube, yes, it's even bigger. I mean, hell, we saw um, Black Beatles. You know, hit number one and stayed number one for a while based because on the mannequin media, challenge. Yeah. You know, and we're seeing in my feelings because of a challenge, a social media challenge. So I'd have to imagine with a video like this, there'd be a community college dance or community um, center dance challenge to where people are trying to make videos. That's what the challenge would be. And it would catapult the song to number one because everyone would be listening to it, using it in their videos. And you just kind of got to think, like, it sucks. Like, he was just, you were just a little too early. <laughs> a little too early. Um, and it makes me think, feel that way about the, um, and although maybe that would have been a bad thing, um, the OK Go video, where then the treadmills, oh, the treadmills. people would have been trying to recreate that, and they probably would have hurt themselves. Yeah. Even though that became, um, I don't know if that became a hit song, but it the was video viral. was popular. Yeah, the video was very popular. Like, so it, I did it got see, nominated for VMAs and... They even did that live, which yeah. I thought was incredible. Yeah. I saw a talent show. Some pe- some kids did it at a talent show and, and ex- executed it perfectly. But I just imagine a lot of people falling off a treadmill, <laughs> <laughs> trying to recreate that and just busting their everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, then like, if you, if you fall off the treadmill, then depending on how you fall, you might trip up somebody else. It, it oh, God. <laughs> then that's a challenge in itself. Uh, so that is that was my first honorable mention. So your second honorable mention. All right, my second honorable mention is um, the artist formerly known as the House of Pain. I'm kidding. How many people were in House of Pain? Like three. Three. Okay, which was standard back then for rap groups. One. I I know one. Okay, one was this guy. The other was the DJ for DJ Lethal. Yeah, for Limp Biscuit. Okay. And I I don't know who the third guy was. Yeah, the third guy was no one will ever know or care. Um, Danny Boy. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> he was from Brooklyn. Danny Boy from Brooklyn. Daniel O'Connor. Irish, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Boy. But this is Everlast. Um, song's called What It's Like. Um, 
so I love stories stories that tell songs and um this tells a good this tells what I guess what three good stories you know which, which with each verse um you know the homeless man the pregnant woman and I cannot remember what the third verse is about and I don't know why I can't remember um oh drug dealer named Max is the third verse um get a job you I love that line like it's just how many times not saying that we've called people slobs but like you know people just walk over a homeless person and I thought it was a really cool concept like the whole song is about you know understanding what it's like to be in the person's shoes which you are criticizing or which you're looking down upon you know the woman in the second verse who's pregnant and wants to get an abortion and you know people are calling her a whore they're calling her a sinner and what's funny is that you know all these politicians out here who are pro-life and then you find out about you know the mistress they had on the side that they paid under the table to get yeah. abortion that's what this song is talking about you you know to their face you call them this but you know when you when you had to walk a mile in their shoes you did the same exact thing that they did and that's why I like this song uh, this was definitely one of those um, uh it was it was hard. It, it, it was something that'll be hard to sustain. Yeah, you know because you think that this is who he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it kind of is, but you know we we saw him in and we saw him in House of Pain. Yeah, and now he's doing this. Yeah, but this is something that's hard to sustain. And I think he was lumped in with all the new metal. Unfortunately, even though this is a new metal. Yeah. But he was. But he's like, I think he got lumped in like that. Yeah, because there wasn't really anyone out there like him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, where do we put him? And that's how the music industry is. Like, we got to put. He's got to be the next this, or he's got to fit into this genre. Yeah. And I can't think of many people who were like him back then. And what's interesting is that uh, while this may be his only hit as a solo artist, he does have a Grammy. Yeah. Uh, he was nominated for a Grammy for this song, but he has a Grammy for the song Turn Your Lights On with Santana. Yeah. But From since the album he wasn't the lead artist, <laughs> he could be considered a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a song that was played a lot on MTV and VH1. Yeah. Had that crossover. Uh, neither, <laughs> neither one knew what to make of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, re- you know, it'd be interesting to find out what someone like a Chris Reese thinks of him. Cause like someone like I could I could hear before Chris started getting more into, into rock I could hear Chris doing something like this, um, and I know he likes to play his song "Watch Me Shine," um, which was off of a later album, and which has this same type of style. Like it's just you know like I'm I'm gonna play an acoustic guitar and I'm gonna kind of sing rap over it. Um, Black Jesus, which was another song he had, which I really liked, um, but he just could never score another hit. Uh, so, uh, that was your second honorable mention. Yes. yes. All right. Now I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find the, the right way to, uh, <laughs> introduce my second honorable mention. Um, take your time, brother. Take your time. All right. This is, um, <laughs> uh, shout out to whoever played Mr. Six. So <laughs> my, um, Second honorable mention uh, is the song uh, We Like to Party. And you may not know the song is called We Like to Party, but you'll know you'll know what commercial it came from. So 
You're going to see that. I'm waiting for it to go, this part to go away. I'll just play it. There once was a town that worked so hard, there was just no time for play. But oh, is this the theme they use from Hook? On this one particular day. When out of nowhere, <clears throat> this bus oh, showed up. The and out stepped that old guy. Who can get down? <laughs> this dude could get down. Let's go to Six Flags. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going next month, actually. Right. In the end, no one ever says, I wish I'd worked around the house more. So yeah, uh, that is We Like to Party. <laughs> uh, the Six Flags song. Uh, that's Mr. Six, the the great dancer disguised as the as an old man. <laughs> um, was funny. Like I saw this. Uh, um, there was this podcast that talked about another Venga Boy song, mm-hmm. and basically how <laughs> um, they got the. I guess it was supposed to be uh, the the actor was supposed to play a gay character to where he like brushes off this girl because he's talking to this guy. Yeah. But they didn't think the the actor was convincing <laughs> enough <laughs> as the gay character. You only see, you only see it for like two seconds. But you know it, it's funny that you know you could extrapolate this whole story just like we're talking about with Sam yeah. Smith, <laughs> but extrapolate this whole thing from. Um, uh, from you know a couple of seconds this whole story okay was it a was it a um was it a, a gay character brushing off a girl and he's just not good at it um so uh this is um this peaked at number 26 on the hot 100 and it sold 405,000 copies there are several remixes of it and everyone knows it from the Six Flags commercial. And it is also played every time the uh, <coughs> Arkansas Razorbacks baseball team scores a run. That's such a weird song to play. In Arkansas. Especially in, Ar- especially, yeah, yeah. especially in Arkansas. That's, But they probably love it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's we like to party, aka the Venga Bus. The Venga Bus is coming. So, uh, Ben, tell us about your uh, number five. All right, so here we are, number five, um, Atlanta's own, the Marvelous Three, Freak of the Week, which has a hilarious video. 
I'm pulling up right now. It's family day. Ethan, you want to go first? My dad's a pizza. That's so tough now. Are you pumped? My mom is a firewoman. My yeah, it is, really is a watchdog. I highly doubt that's Butch Walker's brother, or sister, but yeah. Cartersville's own. So yeah, this song has a special um, place in my heart. Um, just one of those songs like you can just belt out. He's a just get that huge chorus, man. That's what Butch Walker made his living off of early in his career. Yeah. Those big choruses. <laughs> Wrote one for Seven Dust on one of their albums. Um, it's just such a fun song. It's got the hand claps in there right there. You gotta love it. It's so cool. The video, they're on a bus. Um, I saw them perform. So I saw this, saw them perform this on Reverb also. Um, Butch Walker loved to kick his guitar picks out into the crowd. So, like, there's a scene in the video where he, like, kind of throws a guitar pick and he catches it or something like that. Like, he'll throw guitar picks, he'll throw them back, and he'll kick them out there. It's really interesting. They're great performers. But, like, this is just a really fun song. Um, we tried to play this once in Sunset Love Affair, like, a couple times. Me and Chris are huge fans of it. I think everyone liked it, but me and Chris, like, really loved it. Um, and it's just, I could never nail this part, though. Because I could never get the harmony there on the guitar. I just keep talking about like playing, but yeah, I just I love this song. Like I can't describe why. It's just a fun song. Um, of course, we know Butch Walker now is the. Uh, I would would you say he's like an underrated producer now? Like I don't I don't know if he's gotten the recognition he deserves yet. I don't think he's gotten the recognition he deserves, but I don't think he wants the recognition he deserves that we think he deserves. I think he's fine, kind of being under the radar. He works with the artists that he wants to work with, um, and um, like he 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 works with Pink, which he likes working with Pink. He's done a few other. He's worked with a few other artists, but like I think he likes working who he likes working with because he can he works with them you know continuously. Um, I know he played with Pink for a little bit, like he played in her touring band. Um, but I think honestly, all of those projects are just to fund what he really wants to do, which is solo work. In which, you know, he continues to release solo albums. After he left The Marvelous 3, he released his first solo album, which I believe was called um, Pictures. Um, which had the song Mixtape on there. Um, what was the name of his first EP? He had a bunch of EPs, but... Yeah, Letters, not Pictures, Letters. No, Left of Self-Centered was his first one. Which is very Marvelous 3 inspired, a lot of power pop. But then he came out with Letters, which was more... It was power pop, but it was stripped down. Um, and that was kind of his sound for the rest of you know his career, really. He's just... And I think the only reason he works with other artists is to be able to do that. Like, that's his love. Um, I just wish we got more, you know, Marvelous 3. They were such a fun band. Okay, that was five? Yeah. Okay. I think they would have done very well in the 80s, I think. Like they had the whole '80s vibe going anyway, but yeah, I think they would have done very well in the '80s. Um, I think they would have too. Like I, I don't know. I got like the outfield. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they yeah. have that. They have that feel. And he's a huge '80s rock fan anyway. Um, 
So I could, I, I think they would work, you know, really well in the eighties. I think they were just lucky enough to get that hit in the in the late nineties, make enough money off of it to where he could get a solo career, and you know, now he runs Ruby Red Studios in Atlanta. Um, I would love to go there actually one day. All right, so my number five. Um, we have talked about the producers and songwriters or two of the songwriters on this song and um, an up and coming artist it was also a, <laughs> a songwriter on this song and uh, the artists themselves is uh, the one who went solo from the from the boy band so this is give it to you by Jordan Knight with his huge green sweater. <laughs> or what color was the sweater? Was it a green sweater? Uh, we'll pull up the video in just a second. Um, no, white, 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 white turtleneck with a gray jacket. Yeah, white <laughs> turtleneck sweater, yeah. Uh, I think this was one of the first um, I don't know if this was the first episode of making the video but I know it had a making the video episode yeah uh, and what was interesting is that to know the names of choreographers and they were famous as well so this is Darren Hinson the actor <laughs> if you remember here from Soul Food the, the TV show Soul Food Okay, so you're thinking of he had another song that had an um, making a band. I could never take the place of your man, the Prince cover. I thought he had one for this too, mm-hmm. but maybe the not. first episode was um, 98 Degrees. I do cherish you. So this was inspired by Greece as that's one of the uh, hokey or or hacky tropes of music videos. Just watch Greece. Let's go to a carnival. Uh, you see Darren Henson there wearing a sweater vest with no shirt. Mm. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh, but as I said, we talked about the producers and songwriters of this song. This song was co-written by Jordan Knight, along with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And also Robin Thicke. <laughs> and this song was, of course, produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think may have kept him from... Uh, from sustaining success after this do you think it was too long after New Kids on the Block broke up or he did a Prince cover and everyone just dismissed that <laughs> I mean I just don't I, so I haven't listened to the whole album but I'm just gonna go ahead and throw out there that maybe the rest of the album just wasn't that good cause I mean like this is a really good song he's clearly he's a good performer so like what happened to where you know what happened to our song? and my computer froze all right, so we're just going to go back to the screen here. And <laughs> we forgot why I paused. Oh, now it's playing again. It's not cooperating. I don't, so I, mean, I have to wonder though, maybe the album just wasn't that good, although it has some good reviews, so I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, this song uh, charted at number 10. Um, of course, it was a big deal on MTV. Yeah. Uh, we said this is 1999. I think New Kids on the Block last album which was Face the Music, uh, which was basically an R&B album. And uh, the I don't think the kids were feeling it. Mm-mm. 
So yeah, prior to that, they released, and you guys should check out the video. And was was interesting is that it had a step by step. Basically, they they wrote this song and then they used that Miami bass sound for yeah. the chorus. <laughs> Maybe people dismissed it because of that as well. They didn't just dis- well, no, he didn't have Miami bass sound. He just said one time for the rodeo. Yeah, Aaron Carter. Yeah, yeah. On top of the rodeo, uh. but Darren Henson, as you saw in there, the actor, he's also a choreographer. He was in the video, um, and he was actually doing a lot of choreography, like for music videos at the time. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. I remember that, and man. I feel like he inspired the movie Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I've never seen Honey, so I wouldn't know. Is it that bad? Well, it's, it's, just, it's just cheese. <laughs> it well, it doesn't it does it doesn't age well. I can't imagine because it Because basically it's this dancer, she ends up becoming, um, being in these music videos and she ends up choreo- chore- choreographing these music videos. Mm-hmm. And there's the producer who ends up being very, very sleazy. And mm-hmm. then she, she's teaching these hip hop dance classes and, uh, you know, then, you know, she has to save the, the youth center from oh, being uh, torn down and, you know, turn into a Starbucks or whatever. This, okay. Yeah, that sounds this was, this was, this was little Romeo starring role. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel I mean, like I Jessica Alba, but there's not a lot that she's done that has aged well though, for being honest here. So, but the, the movie, the movie has not aged well because no one looks at music videos like that anymore. Mm-mm. And probably no one ever will again. <laughs> so yeah that is my number five give it to you by jordan Knight. check out the music video and uh check out those those dance moves it was nominated for best dance video at the uh vmas but lost to live in la vida loca so there you go um there wasn't much dancing in that video <laughs> i mean there was but not choreographed i, I don't know I, I, that's dumb all right, number four. Number four. So not my number four is, um, and I'm so I'm doing this based on how I felt at the time. I'm absolutely sick of this song right now, but at the time I was in love with this song, and that is my own worst enemy, by Lit. Um, and I feel like the video was supposed to be a play on the on um, the Kingpin, the movie uh, Kingpin. I think so. That's what I thought. Um, in which they're um, they're uh, bowling. They're dressed up as bowlers um, in the video, and and yeah, let me see here if, if someone if someone can confirm that. One of the reasons I'm sick of this song though is because I've 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 played this song for years. Like it's such a popular song. It just I don't know if this was in the movie, but hearing this song, I think of the movie American Pie. It probably was. I think of the movie Can't Hardly Wait. True. But I don't know if it was in that either. But, it, like, it has, like, that, like, you know, 90s teen movie yeah. feel. And I'm pretty sure it was in some movies. Yeah. Yeah. I just... But this song is... Like, at this point now, this song annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> but... Yeah. At the time, when it first came out, like, I, every time it came on MTV, I wanted to watch it. Because it was a funny video, you know? What's funny is that sometimes the um, <coughs> you would see these kind of videos from rock bands 
to where, you know, it's cheesy. They can have a sense of humor. Yeah. And then with hip hop videos, everything was so serious. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's something that's something that and I'm not not to take away from the artistry, but that's something that I feel the Foo Fighters really rode to popularity. Yeah. You know, their videos all, were all their hilarious. videos were very silly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like their first—well, not their first big hit, but their you know their early biggest big, hit. Big Everlong. me, yeah, big me, big me Mitch was the, the Mentos, Futos, um, and Everlong. Dave Grohl's hand gets huge; he's slapping people around every time. It just like start. It just the hand just grew, Bro. and yeah. I, it gets me every time. And then and <laughs> learn to fly. He plays fly. like several characters. Yeah. Everyone does. Yeah, the whole band. So that's you know, and that's that's a cool. And that's thing. how people knew Taylor Hawkins' name. Yeah, because he's the you know he's in the video. He's the was he the chick with the hair? Or was that um, a Dave Grohl played the girl with the guitar? I think they always make Taylor Hawkins play the girl. Okay, I can't he remember. Was the, he was the girl in, in uh, Everlong. Everlong. <laughs> <laughs> they always make him play the girl. But and that's one of the reasons I like this video though. It's very funny, you know. Um, and I enjoy the movie Kingpin. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um. But it's a good movie. That's got Woody Harrelson in it, right? Yeah. That's and, a funny uh, movie. Bill Murray. Ah, yes. Randy Quaid. Yeah. And if anybody remembers this name, uh, Vanessa Angel. I do not remember that name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I remember Vanessa Angel from... I know we're not talking about this song. But uh, <laughs> Vanessa Angel was... Um, you remember? You heard of the movie Weird Science? Yeah. That was a TV show in the late 90s. Oh, for real? Yeah. And... Uh, Vanessa Angel played Kelly LeBrock's character. Okay. The girl that they made out of the computer yeah. for people who don't know that uh, video or the, know the movie. Um, but yeah, uh, so, she was uh, she that, <laughs> she was she was like the you know the new hotness as far as actresses go. So she's in that movie. Okay. Uh, apparently, this has been attributed. This has been wrongly attributed in the past to. Well, take a guess. Who do you think it was wrongly attributed to? Okay, so not. Blink-182? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another game, like I know like we, on our last episode, we talked about the Max Martin musical. Yeah. Uh, we could play mm-hmm. that game, like this song has been wrongly attributed to. We could play that game oh, all yeah. day. <laughs> um, all right, so that was number four for you, right? Yeah. All right, so my number four... Uh, this is a song that straight up reminds me of ninth grade. I heard it all the time. Um, it was on MTV a lot. It was on BET a lot. And I don't know what happened to this guy. Um, and of course, once the song comes up. This song was, man, this song was so good. I, it, it's one of those songs that sounds so and now my computer's freezing again hold on alright it was one of those songs that, that was so high energy I was like I, he, <laughs> looking back on it like he couldn't top this at all um the video was probably very expensive. Oh yeah, because it was a uh, basically a, a high tech prison, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, this high tech prison. Um, people are have barcodes and these like these uh, these restraints. I think it was supposed yeah. to be the prison from um, Face Off. I guess so. Which came out in 1997 because they've got the things on their feet just like yeah. they're doing Face Off. Yeah, I've never seen Face Off. Oh, you need to see Face Off. That is John Travolta and Nick Cage at their finest. And I think that's what they're really? trying. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nick Cage was overlooked that year in the Oscar race. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, and this is um, so Soleil. Soleil. Yeah, Soleil. Yeah, Soleil. Every, this was everyone being introduced to Soleil. Um, and then later they were in a song together on her lead single. Yeah. Four, five, six. I was, uh, I, I looked up, I, one day I looked up, like, what happened to Soleil? Because she kind of just fell off, disappeared. Yeah. Um, she was married to Genuine. They had some kids. And now she's married to uh, Professor Griff from Public Enemy. That's weird. How do these people, I don't know. Like, I guess you just run into the same, uh, you run into the same crew, you, you just meet people. Like, that just seems like such a weird but Soleil was uh, uh, put in with, you know, Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown, Missy Elliott. She was supposed to be part of that new crop of female rappers. Yeah. Um, and she had this song. She had four, five, six, and yeah. I never really heard from her again. I knew she, she married Genuine, but that was it. <laughs> so this was the first song produced by Christopher Tricky Stewart. Ah, Tricky Stewart. We're going to produce Umbrella. Yep. This is his first. So, um, then he went on to also produce 456. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wonder if they were just like, man, he just keeps producing these hits. Like, what's going to be next for him? <clears throat> but uh, I, remember, I remember in ninth grade, like, everybody singing the chorus of this song. Um,. Where's he from, JT Money? He is from Miami. Okay, makes he's from Miami. Okay, I was I was gonna guess New Orleans because maybe they used this song mm-hmm. when they scored a touchdown or something, but maybe not. <sighs> Those Saints. Um, but yeah, JT Money discovered uh, by Luke Skywalker, not the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who Luke Skywalker is. Go look him up, Two Wise, a.k.a. Uncle Luke. Uh, I was trying to find the chart history on this song. Um, it peaked at JT. Number five. Number five on the Hot 100. Number one on the rap charts. And it is from his debut album, Pimpin' on Wax. Jeffrey Tompkins. I think I go JT. by JT as well. You kept it simple. Jeffrey Tompkins money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright so that was my number four yes so. alright so Ben give us your number three alright I don't know how this was a hit I already know what it is I, it's because of, it was because of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer and it is the illustrious Jennifer Love Hewitt with How Do I Deal so I remember when this came out, I would see it on, you know, on the box and on MTV and stuff. And um, there was a guy I know 
I have no clue if he's even watching or listening, but uh, named Ryan Miller, really gifted drummer. He went to Berkeley, Berkeley College of Music, and um, he was into he was into a lot, like he was in like head PE and stuff like that back then. And I talked about this song. I was like, "Yeah, man, how would I deal?" I saw it on. He was like, "Yeah, I just watched." He's like, he was like, "Yeah, that song sucks." I just had to watch it to watch her bounce around in the tank top. <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, uh huh." But deep down, I'm like, I really like this song. <laughs> um, but yeah, she hops around in a tank top because um, she knew her bread was buttered. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, this just one of those songs where like I liked it back then. I went a long time without hearing it, and then streaming got popular. I got Spotify, and I rediscovered it, and now I have a whole new appreciation for it. So. This still gets listened to very regularly, even though it's like twenty years old. What's funny is that this was, this is probably what Jennifer Love Hewitt wanted to do first. Yeah. She wanted to be a singer first. Uh, she was because uh, I saw the intros, which she was known as simply Love Hewitt. Yeah, on Kids Incorporated. Oh, <laughs> which also gave us Fergie and what? Mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I forgot this song was on the on the soundtrack too. I still know what you did last summer, which was the only one I saw. I did not see the first. Uh, well, no, I, I did eventually see the first one. But I saw, I saw the first one. I, I've seen both of them. Um, what's weird about this video? Because I I've never seen it. I've never seen the video. Oh, for real? Uh, it's intercut with clips from "I Still Know What You Did Last Summer," which is what they used to do back then, man. You got to remind <laughs> people. <laughs> so videos used to be able to not make any sense there was no logic to these videos let's just get something out there raining on the inside (laughs) (laughs) very popular trope back then yeah like it's having the guy like walk into like they're all running or or they're just they're scared and yeah she looks good (laughs) she looks pretty good in the video because she knows where her bread is buttered um yeah, I just, I like this, though. And I mean, I, I can only imagine, like, you know, what she probably would have done if she continued to make music. Um, which she did, but, like, she just, you know, it was never her thing. So, Now yeah. she's doing Hallmark movies. Yeah. Mm. Is she still in The Ghost Whisperer? I think that went off the air a oh. long time ago. Okay. Well, I'm sure she found some work. Do you think this movie should be remade? I still, I know what you did last summer. Uh, no. I would like to see it just to see. Wait, who did this? Was it Wes Craven? I think so. So the fir- the second one was Danny Cannon. The first one... um, No, Jim, Jim Gillespie. Hmm. Okay, I thought Wes Craven had something to do with it. But these were... And I mean, I know we don't do a film podcast, but like... It's just something about that era of teen like I, I feel like at that point and maybe it's just nostalgia talking it had been perfected like we had some really talented actors well you don't you don't see the the teen movie as much now i mean you see it every now and then but trying to i mean it, like the 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 teens themselves would have to write it for for it to get for it to be uh more prolific mm-hmm. i mean you'll see stuff like uh, to tackle different types of subjects like uh, Bo Burnham just put out eighth grade, which is about this girl who's in the eighth grade, basically dealing with being in middle school 
today. Like for me, I don't I can't for a lot of people, I think middle school was terrible for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> now trying to be in middle school today. Oh boy. Um uh so that that's coming out's had some success. Uh Love Simon, which is about a um a popular kid who uh realizes he's gay and he tries to figure out how to come out and everything. Um I did start watching that show yeah. Insatiable. On uh, I Netflix. saw the trailer for that. It's very fun, and it takes place in Georgia. But it's in, oh, it's, in, it's fun. I'll, I'll check it out. Like if it's funny, a lot of people <laughs> are giving it crap, but it's yeah. Because I saw the promo, it was like the Bay girl. I guess oh, it's one of her friends or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "So you know what we're here to talk about? All right, we're going to say at the same time one." Two, three, and the main girl says insatiable, and the other girl says you're so hot. <laughs> and that—that's the whole show. Like, so there's there's so much tension there, and it's hilarious to watch. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll check that out. Yeah. Um. So my number uh, three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. That's for where we is. Count. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget every time we do these. Uh, okay, we have an ad for the video, but uh, this was one of those songs that um, uh, I heard a lot on MTV, especially mm-hmm. TRL. And uh, what was interesting, like I, I when I like heard about the song, like about like how it's put together, mm-hmm. um, that the artist that was sampled was a porn actress or something. Look up Andrea True for me. And uh, the song we're talking about here is Steal My Sunshine by Lynn. Um, yeah, she is a porn actress. <clears throat> is? Well, I mean, was. She's dead. Oh. She's dead. Oh. <laughs> um, here we go. So, um, this band is from Canada and still my sunshine, uh, was from their album. You can't stop the bum rush. So I feel like they were fans of public enemy, uh, or beastie boys, probably both. I'm going to pull up the video in just a second. Oh, she was a singer in the disco era. Yeah. They sampled the song more, more, more. That was her. She was a porn actress? No wonder, um, what's her name? Um, Sasha Gray thinks she can make it. <laughs> uh, what I also liked about the video, like the song is, is catchy as hell, but with the video, they're filming in slow motion, but the singers are singing like normally mm-hmm. because they like, they did that, uh, method where, uh, if when you're filming the video, you play the song faster. Oh, so there's... Okay. So when you slow it down, you slow it down to the song's regular speed. Okay. That's cool. Because they're, they're on motorcycles, and it's in slow motion, clearly. <laughs> but they... Um, uh, but they're singing at normal speed. Or lip-syncing at normal speed. Oh, I never noticed that before. I did not realize this. It was inspired by Don't You Want Me. A human league? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
What's this? So what are? So I know they're sampling more and more and more. That's okay. So that's what the piano sample is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Like it? How do you? Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, as I said, this was a a staple during the. This was this is definitely a song for the summer of '99. Hmm. Um. And I don't know what else they were gonna get from this because, like, it's a summer song. They're at the beach. They're hanging out. They're at they're on go karts apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you go from here? I don't know. There are some songs, not that you would know at the moment that they're going to be a one hit wonder, but looking back, like you don't need to know any other songs. Yeah. So funny, this was released the day after my birthday in 1999, 22nd of July, but it became it's a sleeper hit. Summer song. It became a sleeper hit when radio stations began playing it in March of 1999. Four months before Lynn planned to release their album. So this is one of those songs where someone was like, got a song from a band you might not know, <laughs> and played it. That's funny. That's very funny. So um, the song... Um Uh, where did it chart? It charted at, at number nine, number three on the mainstream top forty, and the U.S. top forty. Those are all Billboard. I don't know how, but whatever. <laughs> um, and it went gold in the U.K. Um, this was from their third album. They've released two more. <laughs> uh. And they actually broke up in 2005 and then got back together in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, that was my number three. So tell us about your, well, we actually right. have the yeah. same number two. And uh, it's a man named Tall. Mm-hmm. Short for Talmage. Talmage. Mm-hmm. Talmadge Charles Robert Bachman. Tall Bachman. That just sounds like private school. Well, when you're when you're Randy Bachman, you can name your kid whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you're basically Randy Bachman is basically Canadian royalty at this point. He's a he is um I, what he is either Don Henley? Is he there? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of like what he is. Like he's in two of the most the you know the Two of the biggest classic rock bands that Canada has ever given us, the Guess Who and Bachman Turner Overdrive. So, name your kid whatever you want. <laughs> so, uh, this is his kid, Tall Bachman. Yeah. And a song called She's So High, which reminds me of every uh, romantic comedy. Yeah. Made during that time. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, but I feel like it was only in. I feel this song also reminds me of American Pie. Yeah, it's probably in American Pie. She's so high. Oh yeah. Such a good song. It's a good it's a good catchy chorus. Um But yeah, this is just one of those like, you know I don't know, it's just one of those songs where it's just like if it isn't a romantic comedy, it's when the guy is pining over the woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song though. Um uh, yeah. this was a VH one 
All Star. Yeah. Uh, on my, I have a, I still have that playlist VH1 All Stars. Oh, you do. <laughs> this one is definitely on there. First class and fancy. Oh yeah, with a woman walking who looks like, uh, I don't know what I think she looks like. She just looks. She would fit in today. Yeah. She looked back then. People were like, "Oh, you're weird." Today, she'd be normal. <laughs> um, I was also one thing I liked about this song has a guitar solo. Not many hit songs that have guitar solos. Um, and in true pop format, most of radio stations cut it out because who wants to hear a guitar solo? And I'm I'm raising my hand because me. <laughs> um, especially when I found out it's Randy Bachman's kid. Yeah, I want to hear a guitar solo. What can Randy Bachman's kid do? Um. But, yeah, I mean, I guess for as much as I like this song, there's really not much I can say about it, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, making references to Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, Aphrodite. Yeah. It can help. Um, and I think with this video, I haven't seen the video in its entirety in a long time. Yeah, me either. But this female lead... Uh, were they trying to like copy Blind Melon with the B girl, maybe Bumblebee girl? So you have uh, Balloon Girl, <laughs> who who gives her balloons to a to a little girl who flies away, and she just drinks her drink like nothing <laughs> happened. Something clearly happened while she's carrying this stick. Yeah. Okay, this video is confusing. Yeah, like we said, nineties. <laughs> they didn't have to. Make they any did sense. not have to matter. It's basically if, if for all we know, this was some art students' project, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, hey, man, you can film it if you just let us, you know, get some shots of the band playing." <laughs> okay, so she's gonna tightrope. So guess who produced this? I would. I. I remember there's there was a famous man. Bob Rock. <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw it out there. Randy Bachman got this, got him this producer. Yeah. And there's no way your debut album it was probably like. He's like, uh, "Tall, you're gonna go to college, but Dad, I want to make music." Okay. <laughs> I'm spending all this. Money. I'm spending your college fund <laughs> on getting you this album. <laughs> We're gonna. I'll call up Bob. Bob who? Bob Rock. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what chart information is there about this song? So, She's So High. Um, so, I'm going to say both countries because he is Canadian. Yes. And we, they're, I'm sure they support their own. Um, on the Hot 100 here, it charted at number 14. Hit number one on the Adult Top 40 charts. Um, in Canada, they have a lot of different charts. So their adult contemporary 30 on their rock um, number three. Okay, here's the top singles number three. So they love some tall Bachman up there. Um, and with the Junos, which is the Canadian Grammys, he won best new solo artist and best producer with Bob Rock. Hmm. You go, Bob Rock. <laughs> you got a Juno. Juno award winning Bob Rock. Is he Canadian too? He uh, is. He probably did it as a favor. <laughs> oh, he's from he's from Manitoba, like that, like him. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 for the hometown of Winnipeg. Yeah, that was a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's like, I got a kid. He's trying to do a record. It's like, really? Send him over. Send him over to my studio. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. So, uh, Ben, why don't you tell us about your number one? This song. Um, man, I mean, what can be said about this song? Um, it is called Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen by Baz Luhrmann. Um, this song is just amazing. Like, it's one of those songs where, and I know this is, so there's a subreddit, I, told, I think I told you about it, called um, I'm 14 and This is Deep. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there's a subreddit called I'm 14 and This is Deep. And I do feel like a lot of the things said in this song would now just be a meme on this is for I'm 14 and this is deep. But I still, I think for what it was back then, you didn't have a lot of spoken word, you know, you didn't have a lot of spoken. And that's what this is. It's basically a spoken word song in which he's just giving advice. And I think it's a lot of good advice, you know? Um, I don't know how old the advice was, but, um, it was just, I don't know. It's just, it kind of spoke to me when I was younger. So 20 years, you look back at photos of your Yeah. Like, I really, like, it's one of the things that keeps me close to my sister. I'm not going to lie. Because it's like, you know, you're, you know, in your old age, they can tell you the most about you when you were younger. It's one of the things that he says in there. And as I get older, I'm finding that that's true. My sister, who is 10 years older than me, can tell me the most about me when I was a kid. So, I don't know if you're supposed to take it as seriously as I took it, but. I took it that seriously. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, of course, Boz Lerman uh, is a, we know him more as a film director and TV producer. Um, I know him for doing, uh, uh, what is that movie? William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. The one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, he also did Moulin Rouge. Uh, he was the creator or the producer of the Get Down on Netflix. Yeah. Unfortunately, that only lasted two seasons. I think it was too expensive, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it was the most expensive Netflix original show because uh, it was a period piece. Which, if you've seen anything by Baz Luhrmann, I feel like everything he does is expensive. Yeah, he, he goes big. Uh, the Great Gatsby was basically a music video. Um uh, but he puts this. He puts this together. What? What differentiates you as far as like the the the, 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 the lyrics of the song? So it is based on. <clears throat> excuse me. The essay was used in. Um, where did the essay come from? Maybe you'll marry. Maybe you won't. I just like that. Um, Mary Schmidt um, wrote for the Chicago Tribune. Um, advice like youth probably is just wasted on the young was published in the Chicago Tribune, January first. I'm sorry, June first, nineteen ninety seven. In the column's introduction, Schmidt pre- uh, presents the essay as a commencement speech she would give if she were asked to give one. So then he uses it for who's the vocalist? This. Is it Boz Lerman? <clears throat> no, it's not Boz Lerman. It is a famous actor, actually, and I cannot think of his name. Um, I love this line. They will only make you feel ugly. So there's another version too where he starts. There's a singer that comes in, but um, Lee Perry is the name of the actor. Who was in um, Happy Feet? Oh, and Happy Feet too. <laughs> I didn't know there was Happy Feet too. Um, actually, he's—I thought he was—he is not as famous as I thought he was. He really hasn't so done he's much a voice of anything. Actor, probably. Yeah, he's just done some voice work. 
Um, of course, this song was parodied by Chris Rock. <laughs> no sex, no sex in the champagne room. To the GED class. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and how did? Where did this chart? So I took this serious too, but I, I think it's wrong now. Leave before it makes you soft. You're not going to get soft living in Northern California. Northern California is kind of rough right now. <laughs> um, it charted on the Billboard Hot 100, topped at 45. Um, adult top 40, number 10. And this was one of those. Um, it's probably the graduation song of 1999. There's always one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. What? Well, uh, little known fact about Ben. I don't know if he mentioned if he's ever mentioned this on the podcast, but didn't you write the like graduation song oh, God, for your school? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I wrote our class's graduation song um, because a guy before me did it, and I was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and so I wrote a song. <laughs> And it was needlessly long because his was long. His name was Bryant Looper. I will never forget the guy's name. He, he wrote a song called Savoring the Moment. Looking back on it, it was so much better than my song, which is called Elysium. I named it after our yearbook. I'm not making that up. Um, had a long intro. I performed it at our baccalaureate. Yeah. I think my high school graduation song was... Um... I Hope You Dance. Oh, by Leanne Womack? Yeah. It's a good song. It's a very good song. Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have any songwriters. <laughs> we didn't have any songwriters at my school, but that's, that's probably for the best. Um, <laughs> I still remember the woman who asked me to perform it at the baccalaureate was like, I think it's really good that you wrote this song for the class. And I was like, I wrote this off my friends. I didn't write this for. I don't like. It's like I didn't like half my class. I wrote it for my like small group of friends. Um, but yeah, it was that was interesting. It was even fun. I guess funny fact on a song that will never be famous. Um, there's actually two versions of it. So there's one with the lyrics about graduation and and all that you know stupid stuff, and then there's actually like um like regular like Ben Watts sappy simping type lyrics. You need to put these on Spotify or that no one's ever heard. Well, I'd have to remember how to. I wrote it in an alternate tuning because at the time I was obsessed with the Goo Goo Dolls, mm. so I wrote it in an alternate tuning. So, which I have not used that tuning. When did ever I play? Since. When did I play? Uh, Eddie's at it with Trent. <laughs> that, was <the> last, <laughs> that was the last time I used that tuning. It was like 2005 at the latest. <laughs> that was the last time I had a song that I wrote in that tuning. I have not written in that tuning ever since because when, when you only own one acoustic guitar, it's tough, man. You can't be changing your tunings. Like, it's tough. So I won't do that no more. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that was funny. Okay. All right. So my number one... Um, I thought it would be uh he I this this guy got a lot of a lot of uh legwork out of this song. Still getting legwork. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Still. So this is uh I'm just gonna play the song. I'm pretty sure this was in a commercial I just saw the other day. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, he was German? this is Mambo number five. 
So, yeah. Lou Bega's Mambo number five. Uh, he's German? Yeah, he's born in Munich. Is he, like, Latino at all? Uh, but I really don't wanna. <laughs> uh, David Lou Bega is his name. Um, nah, his uh, mother was Sicilian. His father was Ugandan. So he's Italian and black. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, and he got lumped in with the, yeah. Ricky Ricky Martin and Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Yeah. He got lumped in with the Latin exposure. He's not even Latino. Not, <laughs> not a drop. And he makes sure they actually talk about Sicilian as in like Italy. They're talking about Italy, people. <laughs> He's Italian and, and African. <laughs> and he took, um, you know, a. Uh, he took this song and. Updated. He updated an old song, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, it was such a different sound at the time, you know, to where he he takes this, he takes a an old dance and song and uh, with updating it, maybe it was going to start something. And I think it was kind of like at the very end of like the swing revival. Yeah, it kind of because it has more of a feel of a swing than Latin to me, but it fits yeah. both. It really can fit both. So many trends we had in the '90s, man. Yeah, Latin explosion, the the big band, the swing. Ex- like, wow, we just we just latched onto anything in the early '90s or maybe the mid '90s. Disco came made a little comeback. Yeah, we would just latch onto anything back then, man. Anything. It's like, oh, they got trumpets? Swing. (laughs) (laughs) They speak Spanish and got trumpets? Latin. (laughs) Like, they've seriously parlayed that into the... Forget it. They parlayed that into the Grammys, the Latin Grammys. Yeah. And the Alma Awards. Yeah. Wow. We were just latching on back then. (laughs) You know, this sounds like, I mean, this was in the 50s. Um... You know, played somewhere in Miami, some Cuban band. Yeah, <laughs> some Cuban band playing this song. Yeah, Perez. Prado. And that's for for a while, like until you told me, I thought Lou Bega was Cuban. I would have assumed it too. I knew he was from German, but I thought he was of still of Cuban descent. But yeah, I knew he was from Germany. I remember hearing that somewhere. So yeah, um, a lot of parodies of this song with people putting in their own names. Um, a lot of uh, this song was a beast. Yeah. Uh, oh my! This was num- this peaked at number three in America, but it was number one in Germany, Austria, Australia, Finland, France, New Zealand, uh, Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK. What were we on? Like this song was huge everywhere. So yeah. Good lord. All these just number one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um I'm trying to see where like what commercial it may have been played in in like Bob the Builder did a cover of it apparently. <laughs> a little bit of building. <laughs> oh yeah, instead of female days is like uh timber, saw, waterproofing. Oh no. <laughs> A little bit of timber from the trees. 
<laughs> Stop it. Did it really? I don't oh, know. God. I don't know those are the words. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what song did he use? Uh, oh, it, it was from a Cuban musician named Damaso Perez, Perez Prado. Um, and... Uh, who is Cuban? That's why maybe I thought Lou Vega was Cuban. <laughs> it's a very Cuban song. And this categorizes Latin pop. Lou yeah. Vega ain't no kind of Latin. Nope. <laughs> um, you better not say he don't like Mark Anthony. They'll get <laughs> <laughs> uh Also on a poll uh, from Rolling Stone, who I still think like, hates everything, <laughs> but it was ranked sixth on the uh, poll of 20 most annoying songs. <laughs> um, it was used as the theme song for the 2000 democratic national convention, but because of the line, a little bit of Monica oh. <laughs> it was scratched. <laughs> um, and uh, Michael Scott had this as a ringtone on the office. On the office. I'm trying to get into the office. I'm going to try. Yeah, it, it's it's very rewatchable. Like every few months or so, mm-hmm. I go back and watch a few episodes, and I watch them in any order. Okay. Shout out to uh, Matt Hambrick who got me into the office because <laughs> he had the first two seasons on DVD. A lot of mats. And I, yeah, we know like twelve mats each. A lot of mats. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and, and why I said that, like he got a lot of legwork out of this song. You remember a MTV original movie called Jailbait? Mm-mm. It was about this guy. He's like 18 and he's a senior in high school. He has a girlfriend. He's going to college and he hooks up with a high school sophomore. She's like the new student or whatever. He hooks up with her, gets her pregnant. Oh, God. And he goes to, he goes to, uh, he gets charged with statutory rape because he's underage. And his girlfriend was like willing to forgive him because they, he, um, they hadn't had sex. Mm -hmm. So then he meets the high school sophomore, (laughs) hooks up with her, gets her pregnant. And then he has sex with his girlfriend anyway, gets her pregnant. Then he goes to jail. So he's 18. He got two girls pregnant. When did this come out? This was like in 2000, 2001. I've never heard of this movie. It was it was when MTV was trying to make movies. Um, But yeah, it, it was supposed to be a comedy, but Lou Bega was in it and he played like a priest. <laughs> they used his song Tricky Tricky a lot in the movie. Um, But yeah. <clears throat> That's funny. I've never heard of this movie. They probably only like aired it like maybe five or six times in the last 18 years. <laughs> um, and for Lubeck, this is from his second album. He has made two more, but everyone knows him for Mambo number five, of course. Try to make Mambo number six. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. I saw there was a Weird Al parody, or it might have been one of his polka. Polka medleys. Mm, he does that a lot. Um, 
Oh, some DJ made a song called Bimbo Number no. 5, which is commonly misattributed to Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> of course. All right, so that will do it for our um, Because 5, One Hit Wonders in the Year of Our Lord, 1999. <laughs> and we'll get to my earworm of the week. Um, we had talked about this song, and maybe we could talk about this album at one point. It's... I don't know a lot of people have listened to it, but I want to I want to explore why it was such a huge deal in the UK. And uh, it's the song Something Got Me Started by Simply Red. Ooh, this has stars on that. That's the same. Yeah, this stars? is from stars. Yeah. yeah. So uh, give me just a moment to pull up the video because that's what we're going to be doing. Could probably going forward if there's a music video. This is good. Have I had this as a one? Is a um, as an earworm? No, I no. love this song. Uh, what's funny about the video yes, is I feel like there if you if if a band not known for making dance songs makes mm-hmm. a dance song <laughs> okay. this is, I think this is just with like some white people try to dance without moving your feet. <laughs> you look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're just flailing. But um, I digress. So um, this is something got me started by Simply Red from the album Stars. And uh, we'll be right back. That is something got me started by Simply Red from their album Stars. Oh man, I wish we could do like because uh, showing videos, I feel like we're MTV or VH1 now. I wish yeah. we could put like the, the like the title like and the title stuff. Card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, 
that is so. Wait, we probably could if I knew how to like work this. We'd probably do it pretty quickly. But, I was yeah. showing Greg before we started recording. Anyone who's a South Park fan is going to know this. I'm not a South Park fan. Sometimes I am, but the member berries. Like, member Chewbacca? Yeah, member Chewbacca. It's these basically like grapes. They're like blueberries or whatever, and they just like, they talk, which is kind of creepy. But they just say like, member this. And I'm just like thinking in my head like, member music video shows? Yeah, remember that? Remember BT Top 20? Remember... VH1 Top 20, yeah. And I'm just like, I want to sit at home and I, I want to get up on a Saturday morning and watch VH1 Top 20 or go home on a Friday night and watch VET Top 20. Like, I miss these shows. Uh, I saw this, um, uh, you know about Spice Adams, right? Former, I think, I feel like I talked to you about him before. Former NFL player, but he makes like Instagram. Yeah, videos. okay, yeah. He made one. I, this is one of his early ones, but he's like, <laughs> um, he was referencing the box. It's like, oh, he's box. like, Mama gave me $2. Let's order some videos. <laughs> 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 and then, like, he's playing uh, You Got to Chill by EPMD, but he's like, <laughs> In the video, you have Eric Sermon rapping, and there's someone dancing behind him. <laughs> so Spice Adams is Eric Sermon, and he's also the guy dancing in the back. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you after we're after we're done. But oh, I God. thought was, that was so funny. Um, what was weird is that, like, uh, I I think until you mentioned it, like when we met, like I had never heard of the box. Oh yeah, the box was awesome. I had never heard of the box. And apparently it was like, it's like pay-per-view for music for videos. videos. Yeah. Mm. You I just was... watch until something came on. <laughs> if you didn't want to pay for a music, you just watch until something came on. That's where I heard No Mercy. But I never, I never actually saw the video because no one requested it. So like when they're showing like, these are new, like they would show the list of videos they have available. And then they would like play like in the corner, like music videos that were new. And No Mercy was, was like new at the time. And like, yeah. I saw the music video for No Mercy once on BET. Mm. And it, that's something that they would never play. Even though Khalil is black, mm -hmm. they would never play that. You know that? They used to also play um, Jamiroquai's... Um, Virtual Insanity? Mm -mm, the, um, oh. Let's spend the night together. Wake uh, up and live forever. Yeah. What is the name of that? I think it's All Right. Right, All right. right Now. Yeah, they used to play that song a lot. Along with the brand new heavies. Brand new heavies. Yeah, they used to play them a lot. I yeah. saw their video for sometimes the other day. Yep, that's was, the one. Uh, uh, Playboy. They, they used to Playboy. The play Playboy had a TV show. Yeah, which had nothing to do with the magazine. It seemed like it was like a talk show, basically. Was, yeah, <laughs> that brand new heavies were in the other room playing some music. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. But yeah, it was yeah, Playboy at the dark. All right, so um, can you tell the people where you can be found? Yes. So if you're watching us. Are we still alive? Yeah. All right. So if you're watching us, if you found our Facebook page, congratulations. Um, you don't get anything except the pleasure of having found our Facebook page. Um, you get to watch our other videos. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. Watch our other videos. Um, but if you have not found it, um, we're, we're live on Facebook right now. Um, we do often uh, broadcast live on Facebook. Helps the numbers. Um, if you want to find our Facebook page, that is facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. 
Um, and that is um, spelled with the word Y-O-U. Same for our website, www.bythetimeyouhearthis.com. Although I feel like you don't have to say the www because it's assumed, but whatever. Just say it. Bythetimeyouhearthis.com, also spelled with the word Y-O-U. Our Instagram, or a.k.a. the gram, if you want to find us on there, it is at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U. And that is because we're upstanding. Yep. And not under investigation. Nope. Not that or um, under recording. That doesn't make sense. No, that doesn't make sense. Under recording. No. But we're not those things. No. Uh, none of those things. <laughs> um, same spelling also for our email address at gmail.com. Um, if you would like to listen to us on the go or if you want to get some earbuds in your ear so that your coworkers can't bother you, um, not saying that we're condoning that, be social. You don't want to get on your review that you don't play well with others. <laughs> uh, I can attest to the fact that you don't have to be social. <laughs> but if you're actively not trying to be social, but you need something to do so that people won't, won't walk bother, up to yeah. you. Yeah. Like, hey, Ben, uh, you got those TP reports? <laughs> Hey, Ben, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, is, there, is, that, is there that guy? No, that we don't have job? that. No, we okay, don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have a Bill Lumberg at your job and you don't want to talk to him um, about coming out on Saturday or the TP reports, um, you can listen to us on the go. So we can be found on Potomatic. We can be found on iTunes if you have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone and you have an um, Android device, any of the Android devices, um, go to Google Music. It's the yellow, no, orange triangle. Orange triangle. You can find us. Uh, we can be found on TuneIn Radio, um, Overcast, Satchel Podcast Player, Listen Notes. What did you say? F- Pure FM? Play FM. Play FM. Pure FM is the music. Play FM. Uh, we can be found on, there's one that I'm forgetting that's big. Auto radio, auto radio, cast box. box. Yeah, that's the one I used to use. Really, any of the um, podcast aggregate websites, you're going to be able to find us on there. So check us out. We'd appreciate it. Leave us a review. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lift a line from Bomani Jones. Leave us a five star review. Anything less, I'm gonna assume that you're a hater. Hmm. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. <laughs> oh, hate, 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 hate. Uh, so, what should we end the show with? Uh. We could end with no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> Give me something else. <laughs> um, I can't. What else did we not use? Oh, look, we didn't. We I didn't use the little Troy. Won't be a baller. Oh, there Shot caller, twenty inch blade, on the Impala. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. Matt loves that song. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna end the show with "Wanna Be a Baller" by Little Troy. I feel like we 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 would drink to this song. I think I don't know, but he he, <laughs> he loves the, he loves this song more than you would think someone like him would like this song. You would be like, "Wow, didn't know Matt liked this song that much." Uh, should we play the video? I know there's a video for it. Yeah, there's a video, and it, it looks so. I think he's from Houston. And it just makes me like, I just assume that's what life in Houston's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let me pull it up here. Sitting fat down south, little Troy. All right. So um, we're in the show with little Troy. Thank you everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace. Hello. What? So that's who it was, huh? Man, that'd be my boss's grade school, man. We was on freelance together. 
I tell you what, I'm gonna meet your spot now, all right? You keep it right there, I'll be there in a minute. Oh, I'm gonna go real slow, puffin' when the opera go, I'm gonna let the s- 